Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome to Drop the Subject. Happy Monday morning to you. I'm Jarrett. Ali is still over in Asia. So joining me as my special guest co-host today is Shar Jassel. Yes, I'm back. Good morning, everyone. Happy Monday morning. Happy to have you here. Um, we've got so much to talk about. <clears throat> Excuse me. We have a jam-packed uh, rundown full of uh, really interesting stories to get through. I hope we can get to every every single different thing. Um, because it's Monday, we've got a Monday Munch report coming up. We've got mm. a few different things to talk about. I know you and I both feel the very same way about food. I, <laughs> I, you came to my house for Friendsgiving, and when you left, there was a bottle of hot sauce on my on my table that I was like, "That's not mine," and I was like, "Shar." Left her hot sauce here. We'll get all. We'll get the, all the, the travel way. size. Exactly. Absolutely. It was a small, a small bottle. Um, so we'll talk about the Monday Munch report um, just a little bit later. I will tell you this weekend for me has been a really, really good one. Um, I on Saturday I went to this Black Gay Men's uh, event that was uh, kind of it was like a listening session for Black Gay Men okay. um, about policy here in LA, and it was a really great uh, to be in a space of all Black Gay Men um, that were there to just have like engaging discussions. It was put on by Beam, which is the Black Emotional and Mental Health Collective that's run by Yolo Akili, uh, who's been a friend of mine for a really long time, and we're just, Twitter friends. Yeah, yeah, he's really, really fantastic, and um, I was just. I was really happy to be in the room and uh, and to you, you don't normally with like a bunch of a room full of other gay men like things can be like really trivial or sexualized or whatever um, and it was just really nice to have like in-depth conversations but for lunch they served us some vegan food that I did not know was going to be vegan until they were serving it I'll get into that more with um, a little bit later but then Yesterday, I kept having, like, weird things happen. So I had this event to go to last night that I really just didn't feel like going to. It wasn't even, like, personal. Like, I don't want to be there. I just didn't feel like, like, putting yeah. on an outfit and driving all the way out there. Listen, the that's normal. Exactly. But I was going with a friend of mine who I'm not going to name, but I was going to go with that person because I wanted to go and, like, because they asked me to go with them. I was like, oh, I'll go. But I really didn't want to. So... About an hour before we were supposed to be, you know, getting ready to be there, he calls me and he's like, we're on the phone and he's like, um, you know, I mean, I'm not even that really like excited about this. And I stopped him. I was like, let me stop you right now. If you don't want to go, I'm only going because I wanted to be a good friend. If you don't want to go, we're not going. He was Weird. like, he was like, oh my God, are you serious? That's amazing. And so I felt so relieved that I didn't have to spend three hours at a party I didn't really want to be at yeah. all the way across town in an outfit I didn't feel like wearing. Then I went to the grocery store to do my meal prep, got there, didn't have my card in my pocket. And I was like, listen, I'm not coming all the way back to the grocery store. Not today. They didn't have Apple Pay. They didn't have Apple Pay. But then I left the grocery store and realized that I had their app and I could use the app. Oh, my gosh. And I could pay in the app. The whole Sunday just ended up being so fantastic. I was really, really happy with my life. Yeah, that sounds crazy. Your Sunday, however. (laughs) Oh, my Saturday as well. Oh, okay. I went to, speaking of food, I went on a very nice date on Saturday. Okay, so we we'll had, talk about that food in, in the next break okay, with, with yeah. Monday Munch. I went on a very nice date, though. It, oh. it lasted, it started at 1, 1 p.m. and ended at 9.30 p.m. Oh, that's very good. <laughs> okay, Char. So I went on a nice date, and then on Sunday, uh, Spencer Collins and Black Male Productions honored 
inspired me um, and my work and my efforts with, surprised me really with uh, the Janet Mock Award. Turn it's, up. it's an award that's just named in, in her namesake. And so my good sis, Michelle, who's the world's number one Beyonce impersonator. Yes. She, she's, she is shouted out in, in uh, the homecoming. homecoming. She yes. goes, how did you do that? She has she's on my like, outfit, yes, y'all. It's her. Sorry. Yes. That's Michelle. And so she showed up and she performed I Was Here, which is a song by Beyonce. And then she poured into me. She said the kindest words. I almost ruined my makeup. Aww. I met Jasmine Masters. They presented me with the award. And afterwards, I was surprised by one of the stars of Pose, Haley Shahar. She took me to a ball. My very first ball. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So I saw on your Insta story last night that you had uh, gone to a ball and you oh, were like yes. Insta storying away. And I was sitting in VIP. Of That's course the you thing. were. Because I was with Haley and I was with my co-host Jace from Kiss and Tell Radio. Yeah. And it was it was quite the experience. It was high energy. It was everything I imagined. The the legendary Jack Mizrahi was on the mic. The iconic. He's in pose as well. Sometimes yeah. he, he's a judge. Um, and so just to be a immersed in that because I don't come from that. Yeah. I don't come from the ballroom scene and just to see the pageantry of it all and the battles and the it was amazing. So you actually got some audio from it uh, that we pulled from your Instagram. Let's hear it. And Haley's walking right now. your Insta stories last night because I was like oh she's going in and like the the last photo is you like saying goodnight to everybody yes. and it's like a it's like a look over the shoulder I was like oh she's just showing ass well, there, there was a mirror behind me and I didn't yes. notice it until I stood up to leave and I said oh my gosh this is my opportunity to be the belle of the ball I love it so you had the time of your life. I night. had the time of my life. That ball was the icing on the cake. I love that. It was the icing on the cake. I couldn't have asked for a better like treat for a Sunday night. Okay, so now you're going to be going back to balls. Well, I don't know because you got to prep for things like like I was not prepared. Literally, the awards ceremony that I went to started at five thirty. Mm-hmm. I I left the ball at midnight. Uh, the ball I, was not over at midnight, but I left because I knew that I had to come here. I need to get get some sleep. I and, saw you last night, and I was like, oh, she's out late to be up in. Yeah. The- because you have a long day. Saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's walking that up to me like, oh, you came out to play tonight. And I'm like, I don't know what you girls think this is, <laughs> but I will not be here till 4.30 in the morning yes. chanting and clicking and clacking with so you all. So how long until you're walking in a ball, though? I, I don't know if I'll ever walk in a ball. Oh, come on. <laughs> I think you, you've got to, we've got to get you walking. <laughs> I don't know. I want to see you walking and twirling and spinning and dipping and popping. Maybe if there's cash prize on the line. I mean... Okay, you know what? When you put it that way, I would want more than a trophy. Because I could see you really, really happy with this big trophy, though. Like if you if you get tens, tens across the boards. Oh my gosh! By the way, they had these. You know those air horns that go. Yeah, yeah. That's how you got chopped. So oh it, no! It was so it was it was cringeworthy, but it was hilarious. Like, okay, to see people walk and then it's just like these big, <laughs> like the judges panel. Oh, it was just it was everything. All right, we got to take a quick break. When we come back, we've got a whole lot to talk about. Up next is the Monday Munch Report. Later on, Miss uh, Miss Universe has been crowned last night, and there's some history in that. And then a little bit later, uh, we're going to talk to Seth Brundle from Butter and Brown. He's going to talk to us about some of the best things that you can do for Christmas, so you can start planning a little bit early. And we're going to talk to Trump supporter Dave a little bit later to talk about uh, where he is with impeachment. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject comes right back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. 
Welcome back to Drop the Subject. I'm Jarrett. Allie is out. Shar is in, uh, filling in for her. Shar, we've got to get into this conversation about food. You know how Mondays work around here. Every Monday, we like to put our focus on food, and all day long, we have different things going on about food. It's time for the Monday Munch Report. That sounds good. I'll have that. Yes, 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 yes. What are you doing? I'm blotting the grease. It's the best part. Let me see that. The longest intro. I love it. And all of radio. <laughs> I'm blotting the grease. I love I love it. All right. So, Char. Yes. You were out on a date. Yes. On Saturday. On Saturday. And it went from it was seven hours. Was it planned to be seven hours? No, it was not. It was oh, that's ju- awesome. it was actually just supposed to be brunch. Okay. And he went to, okay, so the restaurant that I chose was in Glendale. He went to the Burbank location. Oh, no. We were supposed to meet at noon. It didn't end up happening until one. Why? I do not know. But I know that he was unfamiliar with those parts. Um, And it was great. We had brunch and sangria. What'd you eat? So I ordered uh, a Thai shrimp salad. Okay. And it had like the noodles and the spring mix and like it had like some mango, some peanuts, some shrimp. It was Mm -hmm. an like it was oh my gosh it was delicious he had white fish okay and uh we shared macaroni gourmet macaroni and cheese as our appetizer cute and a pitcher of sangria between the two of us if we can share macaroni and cheese on a date i feel like it could be the one yeah Um, okay and then so you guys ate all that and then you ended up eating again yes but hours later so after we ate we ended up going to barnes and noble and that's where we spent the majority of our time we were just having at barnes and noble yes we we were just talking Okay. We were going to go to a movie, but the conversation got so good. We neither one of us wanted to sit quietly next to each other okay. in a theater for two hours. Now, see, I'm a big believer that a first date can a date can be the movie if it's the right person and it's the right movie because then you can have really good conversation about what you just saw. Right. If you guys have the right like chemistry for that. Right. And I agree. However, we were too invested in learning about each other yeah. to even bring something new into the fold. That's amazing. So we were at Barnes and Noble for hours on end in their cafe. I was going to say, did you stop by the little Starbucks situation? That's where we were at. The Starbucks at Barnes & Noble has so much better. The, that case of stuff is like amazing with the, the food that they have in there. That's not stuff that you get at that a normal Starbucks. That is true. That is true. Okay, and it seemed there? a little fresher. I just had a little um, hot chocolate. You okay. know hot chocolate's my thing. Hot chocolate is definitely your thing. You have one sitting across from me right now. Yeah, well, it's empty now. Oh, well, there you but, go. <laughs> but so yeah, we were there and then by the time we finished that, we took a stroll around the mall mm-hmm. and then he was hungry again. I really wasn't that hungry, but he was hungry again. So we went back to the restaurant that we had brunch at Okay, and he had a burger. Okay, He wanted a burger. So he had a burger and I had a Chipotle chicken sandwich, which was really good Okay, with chips because you know they do that weird uh, like you can upgrade fries for $3.50 and I'm like a potato is a potato <laughs> like I don't understand what LA does with the whole we're gonna give you chips and then you have to pay extra for french fries if you want french fries okay and then I wanted a side I actually wanted a side of soup but I just didn't feel like paying extra because I had like the house wine too what? but it was a fantastic date okay now I'm thinking about lunchtime because it's almost lunch and now I'm getting hungry but like over the weekend for me I told you I was at this black men's event 
And mm-hmm. so they said that there was going to be a lunch served and like you could see like chafing dishes set up. And I was like, oh, it's a hot lunch. Like, right. You get excited. You and I both. It's not love... going to be a box lunch with a with the turkey sandwich exactly. and some Lay's chips. You and I both love like good food at an event. We do. And so I was like, oh, I, I can hear like the bubbling kind of thing. And I was like, <laughs> oh, yes, this is going to be great. So then right before it's time for them to tell us what like the chef gets up and he's like, um, you know, my name is his name is Chef Stefan. So he called they call him Chef. Mm. All right, exactly. He's not ugly, let me tell you. Most people that I find named Stefan. Stefan, not ugly. Right. It comes from Family Matters, I'm sure. Yes, yes. Um, uh, Chef Stefan or Chefon was very cute. Um, black gay man and has this catering business. And it was all, he was like, all of the food is plant based. And I was like, oh. Mm. Well, all right. But it was like a Cajun pasta and he had oh. like these enchiladas. And it was so delicious. Yeah. And like there was like a vegan sausage in it that I had never even yep. considered. It was so bomb. So if you guys are looking for like someone in LA, his name is Chefon. Uh, it's Chefon Hugh. I'll, I'll share him on Twitter a little bit later. But, um, and like I said, he's kind of cute. I wasn't yeah, mad at this. Vegan food is not that bad. I have two sisters. I'm the only, my mom and my dad and myself are the only meat eaters still in the family. My two sisters, I have two sisters that are vegan, so I'm often introduced to new dishes and things. And I'm, I'm not opposed to eating vegan food. Uh-huh. Um, but I found some really good substitutes, you know, through my sisters introducing me like, oh, don't eat the Popeye sandwich. Try this. Right. Wait, was your chicken sandwich better than the Popeye's chicken sandwich? The chicken sandwich you had uh, on your date? Yes, because it came with more accoutrements. You know, okay. I'm a vegetable girl. So okay. it wasn't just pickles and sauce. It had like a little slaw on it, but with the big sliced cabbage. Uh-huh. And it had like different aioli. Like it was good. It was good. Um, I feel like I, I, I've been dreaming about the chicken sandwich. And now that I know like McDonald's is coming out one with one. And... I heard about that, but I haven't seen any stories. Well, they're in, they're in research mode. It's not out yet. Oh, but okay. It's, it's coming. But okay. like it's uh, I'm, it's something that I really want. And I'm, I'm, I feel like I want to just go get another Popeye's chicken sandwich. Yeah, I mean, but I feel honestly. like I can't do that. I've had three of them and I feel like, Char, that's quite enough. <laughs> okay. Well, a little bit later on in the Monday Munch Report, uh, we're going to talk to you about the biggest food trends of 2019 and what we can expect uh, mm. from our, our favorite restaurants, maybe next year okay uh, oh that's that's up next um, <laughs> and then uh just up next though right now we're going to be talking to you about the inspector general just released a report um about the russia investigation that donald trump had a lot to say about going in what's he gonna have to say coming out of it that's up next drop the subject the new channel q Welcome back to Drop the Subject. I'm Jarrett. Shar is uh, sitting across from me, and we've got to get into uh, a story that's actually breaking right now. Um, most people uh, watching cable news are watching uh, the Republicans uh, questioning um, the investigation's findings um, from the impeachment. But there's also another breaking story that technically is not about impeachment. It's more of a Trump around. So we are going to I'm going to explain the story because it's a little bit uh, confusing. OK, we've had the inspector general who is a part a member of the De- uh, Department of Justice, and he's been tasked with investigating the Russia investigation, which is already weird. You're investigating an investigation. Um, Donald Trump has been saying for years that the FBI was biased against him and that he um, basically wasn't treated fairly, that they were spying on him during his campaign. And there was a, a blah, 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 ex- blah, blah, exactly. blah, blah, blah. I know you watch The View every day 
And so you've yes. probably heard about this ad nauseum. So, yes, I have. <laughs> so I have. Um, the inspector general was sent in to go and like do an investigation of what happened with the FBI. Well, it turns out that Trump's own inspector general uh, mm-hmm. over at the Department of Justice came back saying there was basically nothing wrong. The way that this is described from NBC News says the FBI mishandled parts of its application to monitor a Trump campaign aide as it was probing possible Russian interference in the 2016 election. But the overall investigation was justified, according to a long awaited report by the Justice Department's watchdog that rebuts the president's depiction of a politically biased plot against him. You'll remember that. Donald Trump has used the word spy a lot, which is a a, a bit of a buzzword. Of course. Um, uh, to say like that basically him being looked into during the, the early parts of the Russian investigation, which happened in 2016, that they were spying on him and that that was illegal. We even heard Bill Barr uh, during his Senate confirmations mm-hmm. using the word spies. And that was... That was something that was alarming to me because it was something that was being done by the FBI mm-hmm. that, you know, had gone through FISA, FISA warrants and all those different things. It wasn't just like some po- folks that didn't like Donald Trump and they were like infiltrating. The right. Right. Um, according to NBC, it says the report by the Justice Department Inspector General Michael Horowitz concluded that the FBI and the Justice Department launched their investigation into the 2016 campaign, not for political reasons, but because of evidence the Russian government was using cutouts to reach out to the Trump campaign as part of its effort to influence the election. Cutouts are are basically like kind of a go-between, a middleman, if you will, someone mm-hmm. who is not necessarily someone from the Russian government, but they'll use someone and put them into the middle. That is something that we've heard a lot about over the course of, you know, many of the different investigations. Um, they say that Horowitz found that political bias did not taint uh, the actions of former FBI leaders who have frequently been the subject of presidential attacks on Twitter, including former Director James Comey, former Deputy Director Andrew McCabe, and former Deputy Assistant Peter Strzok. Peter Strzok has become one of those people that they're always using his name and and disparaging him. And he had a relationship. His with name has FBI. become a buzzword. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so um, this is interesting because the White House really doesn't have a way to respond to this. Right. Like, of course, they can just say, oh, well, something was mishandled. But like. The root of the investigation was not something bad. NBC goes on to say, at the same time, the report found enough errors and in at least one case alleged document tampering by a low-level FBI lawyer to provide Trump and his allies grist to continue to claim that the investigation was tainted. Basically... If anything was not right, that's what they're going to seize on. Um, and they will completely skip over the parts that says, like, the investigation was warranted. Of course. Um, they're going to cherry pick. This is like grasping straws. Absolutely. They're going to look for any way out, any way, any technicality, any error. They're going to they're going to take that full advantage of that. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's frustrating, but I think it's going to um, it's going to make some people feel better and some people are going to are going to completely miss this the day, the fact that it comes out on the day of an impeachment investigation uh hearing um it, it's not helpful so it no. will um we will see how people respond to it but i actually don't even know that this is going to make like major headlines now let me ask you this really quickly in theory let's say he does get impeached will that in any way affect his possible second term um, if he were impeached and then removed from office, because there's there's two different steps there, right? Oh, yeah, he's, 
going to get impeached in the House. Mm-hmm. He's probably not going to get removed from office. If he were to get removed from office, I would say that would they would probably have something written in there that he couldn't run again. Okay, um, but that's not necessarily guaranteed. So, what difference would it make if he if he's impeached and not removed from office? Is that just like a stain on his record? Another stain on his record? Actually, he would take that as a win. He would say like, "I was exonerated. They didn't remove me from office, oh, and I can use this um, to basically say that oh, nothing." Yeah. Could ever you happened. imagine the political ads if he were impeached and not removed? What those ads for twenty twenty would Absolutely. look like? My God, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, history was made last night with Miss Universe, and uh, oh, we'll yes. explain that to you coming up next. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. South Africa. All right. So just last night, a new Miss Universe was crowned, and uh, it was pretty a big moment. She is a South African woman. She is a black woman from South Africa. Okay. Um, what people were talking about was one: she is a a brown skinned girl that she has this sh- super short, which fade. is a song that she listened to. <laughs> she mentioned yes. that that's what she listened to to kind of like keep her focus throughout this week. Yeah. And um, if you all are unfamiliar, that's a song by Beyonce from Beyonce from The Lion King. Um, uh, the Lion King album that she put out. Yes, Yes. The Gift, right? Um, And so what was fantastic about it is she got up there and she's, first of all, a stunner. Okay. Like, gorgeous, gorgeous woman. Um, And she got up there and uh, Steve had a question in their question and answer period and here's that. What is the most important thing we should be teaching young girls today? I think the most important thing we should be teaching young girls today is leadership. It's something that has been lacking in young girls and women for a very long time. Not because we don't want to, but because of what society has labeled women to be. I think we are the most powerful beings on the world and that we should be given every opportunity. And that is what we should be teaching these young girls to take up space. Nothing as important as taking up space in society and cementing yourself. Thank you. I just love this. Her name is Zozabini Tunzi, and uh, she is just, she's a stunner. What I love about it is, like, everyone was, like, celebrating her last night on social media because there is a a historic nature to her win, right? Um, Oh, yes. This makes uh, every single crown holder um, across Miss Universe, Miss USA, Miss Teen USA, and Miss America are all black women. And that is just... (laughs) I mean, like, wow. Yeah. Wow. It's a pretty extraordinary moment and i i'm i'm what i was looking at this last night and i was just like i wonder what this means like what is this what is this about like why is this happening like right where now? do we go from here because yeah. sometimes you do have to question motives you know because the conspiracy theories would say oh this was like a plan to get them all black so that we don't have to crown another black woman for the next 50 years type thing <laughs> is that what someone people saying? can harken back and say look at 2019 that's funny i just don't know <laughs> i don't know what to think about it like i'm I, happy and i, I think that the answer it. that she gave was perfect no it definitely was a a really beautiful um, a beautiful response her I love the moment of like seeing her face uh, when he calls her name when he says South Africa and she is just like completely shocked and I I don't know it was it was just a beautiful kind of thing like to as you hear it happening and like the look on her face is just shocked and like they come in they put the crown on her and she's yes. just kind of like 
stunned. Everyone, everyone was really, really well. When you really it. think about like the process, like the journey that it takes to get on that stage, yeah, it's so much more. It goes so much more like further beyond that moment of the pageant night. Absolutely, like there's you know diets. I, I'm imagining <laughs> you know all of that waxing, plucking because you know you, those beauty standards are still upheld within the pageant world. Absolutely. So, uh, but there was also history made last night as well because there was the first openly LGBT uh, uh, person candidate running for the for the crown that was participating in the in the event last night. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how she identifies because Yahoo just framed it as LGBT. I don't know if she identifies as pan, bi, okay. lesbian, but her name is. Oh, I hope I don't butcher this. Sui Zin Tet. Okay. Okay. She's Miss Myanmar, but Myanmar, Myanmar. It's also uh, the the country is also known as Burma. And she's the first person to really come out on this platform. Now, it's important because in Burma, homosexuality is still treated like a crime. So the timing of her coming out with the Miss Universe pageant was done in order to draw attention to the inequality that affects LGBT plus community in Burma and beyond. I love that. Now, although she did not walk away for with the title, she's still able to raise awareness. I wonder what it's going to be like for her going back home. Yeah, absolutely. Considering it's such a crime and she took this opportunity to come out and be like the face of Was she El- not was she not out beforehand? I don't think she was publicly out. This just happened within this pageant. That's really amazing. Well, so, we'll be rooting for her for sure. Absolutely. Um we're going to take a quick break when we come back. We've got more drop the subject don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. I'm Jarrett. And uh, Ali is in Asia right now. She is uh, traipsing through Asia and uh, through India and Nepal at a wedding. So Sharjah Sel is here with me. And we're back. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, so excited to have you joining me. So we are going to um, get to a phone call that we have. I got a DM from a guy a couple of days ago. And um, actually, I just saw it this morning. And so um, he had a question that I thought was really unique and very Channel Kiwi. Um, so we're going to get to that in just a second. But um, also want to shout out to one of our listeners who is always um, in our in our in our feeds and all that. His name is Ed. It is his birthday today. Um, shout out to Ed. Happy uh, birthday, Ed. Exactly. Um, today's his birthday. And um, he's like I said, he's always like responsive to things that we're doing. So always really, really happy to um, include uh, Ed into the show. Um, so Cameron is on the phone right now and he DM me and uh, he has a very interesting situation. Oh. Okay, um, I'm nervous. I'm always happy to hear um, a straight person is listening to the show, and especially a straight man. Uh, Cameron, you're in Colorado. How's it going today? Hey, not too bad. How are you? Great, great. So um, you sent me a DM, and uh, I want to I want to talk about this. So uh, tell me what happened. Um, so I've been married to my wife for about uh, well, we've been together five years. Been married a little over a year now. Mm-hmm. And um, throughout our relationship, she has kind of always uh, hinted that she has um, some bi-curious tendencies, um, but has never acted on those before. And um, I I think the idea of that is obviously, you know, obviously for a straight man, pretty intriguing. But at the same time, um, of course, it's kind of intimidating and a little bit worrisome as well. Why is it intimidating? Um, I just think that the idea of her being intimate with anybody else, whether that be a man or a woman, um, is a little bit scary. 
I get that. I get that. So when I saw this, the first thing I thought was how great it is that you have a wife that's comfortable enough to have this conversation with you, right? As opposed to like hiding it, keeping it from you. Well, and... isn't that the point of marriage? You're supposed to be vulnerable and comfortable with your partner, but your so lifelong many... partner. Yeah, but so many people aren't comfortable having that oh, kind I, of I conversation. I, I see the talk shows. Yeah. So how did she bring this to you, Cam? <laughs> Um, it's been one of those deals where it's kind of subtly been brought up um, over the years where she would um, maybe point out an attractive female to me, which mm-hmm. is kind of, uh, I think, unusual. And most of the time in, in straight relationships, uh, I don't think typically the girl is like, hey, look at this girl over here, like right, right. that sort of thing. Um, and then she's and then she's brought up, you know, actresses on, on television that she finds to be attractive and, and even some of her... Uh, her girlfriends, she said, oh, my gosh, she's so beautiful. Like, things I would do to that. You know, those sort of comments. Interesting. So, um, yeah. And uh, are, do you guys have similar taste? Um, I think so, yeah. Okay. And then, which is she saying that she wants to actually do something? She has never specifically said that she would want to try anything um, specifically. But I think that it would be more... Um, if the right situation sort of arose, I think mm-hmm. maybe she would be she would be done with that. But but I don't know because I now, you know. We, now is this? Do you know if this is like just strictly like a sexual attraction, or if she's interested in a, in 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 maybe like a multi layer type relationship, like getting to actually know someone, or is this just strictly like oh she's hot type thing? Yeah, I think it's more of a sexual thing. Gotcha. Okay, so what would it take yeah. to make you comfortable with, um, with, with either doing something together or like you know letting her have have a little fun on the side? Um, I think it would probably have to be somebody that we that we know and that and that we trust. Um, you know, I, I think that if it was something that went on without my my knowledge um, ahead of time, I think that that would probably could potentially lead to a, a bad situation. Gotcha. Well, you asked in your DM if I have any advice. I would say, I think this is great. I think that, really? I think the fact that she's like open enough to come and like say this to him because I feel like so many people have these ideas or these these you know questions in their mind, but they suppress them for so long, yes. and then they end up frustrated and then going off and cheating or being unhappy in their relationships. I've had a lot of conversations with um, with couples that are like completely open in varying different degrees of openness, and I know Shar, you and I disagree about openness. Yeah, we, we do. However, we do. <laughs> but but one of the things that all of those couples have said to me is that the relationship always has a lot more trust than if they were not open because they always feel like I am really grateful to know that my partner can come to me and say this thing to me if they want something else. And I never have to wonder if my partner wants something else. So and I see, think there's something great about that. For me, it's a double edged sword because this could be potentially opening Pandora's box. I'm looking at this as potentially a glass half empty type thing instead of glass half full because someone like that's me, how you look at everything. That is not true. But someone <laughs> like me, I know personally not projecting this onto their situation. Mm-hmm. I'm not interested in opening a, a relationship that I'm in. I wanted to stay you and me. But we're not talking about you. We're talking about Cameron. But, well, is he is he open to opening <laughs> the relationship? Cameron, are you open to the idea of like being able to have a third from time to time? Mm. Uh, I, th- I think I, I think I would be. 
yeah. think you should. I think you should explore. I think you guys should have some conversations. I think the most important thing set boundaries is to have boundaries and have conversations about like what the rules are. Um, if it's like she can go and do this by herself, or you know, we have to. I have to be present, or I need to know about it. I think that's something that's really important. But I think that you can do this in a way that um, can be beneficial for everyone. Mm, I disagree. And I think if you weren't, <laughs> I think if you weren't, if you weren't really open to it, I think we wouldn't necessarily be even having this conversation. Right, for sure. Yeah, so. I say go for it, man. Have a good time. Proceed with caution, kind Proceed sir. with caution, right? Set the ground rules. <laughs> make sure you guys stick to them. I'm just saying, but I, I don't want him great. opening Pandora's box, but don't suppress your partner. Absolutely. Uh, Cameron, I appreciate <sighs> you. Uh, DM, keep us posted on what's going on, all right? All right, I will. Thanks. All right, man. Thanks, Jared. No problem. Talk to you later. <laughs> we got to take a quick break. When we come back, more Drop the Subject. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. We are back on a Monday, and uh, Mondays are always like my favorite day of the week because there's so much food happening um, in the in the show. We have a lot of food conversation. Um, I'm also excited because we talked about you going out to restaurants earlier uh, over over the weekend and having some really good food. Yes, but as much as we talk about food around here, we um, we've got to get into what is probably one of the more important things that we have to talk about today. What are the biggest food trends of the year? It's time for the Monday Munch Report. That sounds good. I'll have that. Yes, 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 yes. What are you doing? I'm blotting the grease. It's the best part. Let me see. I'm blotting the grease. I... Emmy's like, what is that from? I don't know what that's from. Ali built this whole big piece of production um, that's like <laughs> 75 minutes long. Um, and I'm excited about this one because there's so many food trends that we've been talking about throughout the year. And one of them, the very first one, is something that we talked a lot about here, mm-hmm. has been the rise of vegan food. Yes. And I, you guys, you were just talking about having tried the Impossible Burger. The Impossible Whopper. The Impossible Whopper. How was that? It was good. It tasted just like a Whopper to me. The texture was a little bit different, but it was good. But I've been on the fence with a lot of vegan like substitutes type foods because it almost feels like pick your poison. Like you all want to talk to me about how I don't need to be eating the Popeye's chicken sandwich, but then you go out and make an imitation Popeye's chicken sandwich that's pumped full of all different types of pesticides and minerals, you know, to, to imitate the taste <laughs> yeah, and the texture. Well, I was in the store yesterday and they had like this new impossible this and a new beyond that and blah, blah, blah. And I was like trying to get healthy options and I was thinking to myself like this actually isn't any healthier because it's of really all the not. Stuff it's soy and sodium and so it's like if you're not going to be a raw vegan yeah. like one of my sisters you know carrying edamame in your purse what's uh, the point just, who does that like <laughs> what's the point of, 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 of eating I could see okay what I'll say is if you're eating if you're vegan and you're eating nothing but imitation stuff around the clock it's like sis what's the point yeah absolutely okay they say that um, keto and paleo friendly menus have been really popular yeah I feel paleo like paleo is still around yeah people are, I was doing paleo just last year um, I, I like it this seems so dated <laughs> to me it reminds me of uh what was the one where it was all about steak it, it started that was with the atkins egg. diet yes that's what paleo reminds me of like that era well paleo to me is kind of like uh the south beach diet i don't know what's happening to my voice right now um the the south beach diet that is basically eliminating a lot of carbs and um i liked it be- i liked south beach because i could still have cheese whereas on paleo you can't have that um but a, a lot of places are introducing um Keto and paleo. And keto, from my understanding, at least what I see people eating is all like fatty stuff. Six (laughs) eggs, eight strips of bacon, six six cheese eggs, eight strips of bacon, and like things like that. I've never understood that. 
one blogger, one popular blogger I was following, there's like a, a butter that's like designated for like coffee that she was adding. Like is when it she ghee? Was, yeah, maybe ghee, but she was... Ghee uh, does not taste good to me. Her name is Makeup Shayla. She's a beauty blogger, but she was on Keto Heavy and she documented some things. It's on her YouTube channel. I know for myself that Keto and South Beach were both... I mean, I didn't do Keto, excuse me. I did Paleo and I did South Beach last year and they're they're really difficult, especially for someone who eats out a lot. Um, like there's always like a dinner or an event to go yeah. to and it is really hard to stick to those. So knowing that they're kind of showing up in more restaurant menus has been helpful. <clears throat> They say high quality grains have been really popular. Vegetables and proteins may have had a big year, but like carbs quinoa. certainly didn't disappear. Exactly. They say um, uh, apparently uh, artisanal grains have been really popular, um, like a quinoa. I know, like, I only just started liking quinoa last year, and it has to be prepared a certain way because quinoa can be really disgusting. And it gets stuck in your teeth. It gets stuck in your teeth. I also. Those little bubbles. This is not the use for quinoa, but like I use quinoa to clean out the inside of my water bottle, my, what? my glass bottles. If you put soap and water inside it and then put like dry quinoa in there, like and, and shake scrub, it, oh. it helps to scrub the inside of the bottle. Not what they're, they're suggesting you do at the restaurant, yeah, yeah, but yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. Um, they say a r- extravagant restaurant buildouts <clears throat> have been really big this year. They say this year following the 2008 recession, the years following the 2008 recession ha- saw a move away from elaborately designed dining spaces with restaurateurs uh, instead favoring low key design and subsequently lower prices on their menu. But in 2019, many restaurant markets experienced a swing um, of the pendulum back toward intricately devised and lavish dining rooms, um, expensive dishware and cutlery, um, and higher check averages. It's interesting because we're having this conversation now when we're seemingly going to be going back into another recession. Um, Jeez. I know, it's kind of scary. We talked about how a recession 10 years ago was affecting Christmas trees this year. Listen, I'm a freelancer. I can't afford a recession, okay? I hear you. I totally get it. I, um, I think it's a it's a challenging situation because uh, you keep hearing that it's coming, but you don't know if it's actually going to happen. Because I feel it's like when it like. hits, it's going to hit much like the 2008. It, it, it hit a, the tw- 2008 recession seemed like it came out of nowhere. Yeah. Even though people knew it was to coming. You? But when it hit, I felt like it just was doomsday, like the stock market crash. Everything and hit at one time. Everything's on fire and everyone's running around pulling their hair out. Well, I'm also thinking about how young we were when that happened. Like, yeah. I wasn't paying nearly as much attention to news as I do now. Me so. either. I was like 20. Yeah. I was like 19 or 20. Yeah, so um, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Char's on deck for News It or Lose It. Don't go anywhere. We're coming Ooh. up next. <laughs> Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. All right, Char, it is your chance to uh, see how you can wow me. See if you got three headlines that are all worth... I am, I am just, I'm trying to decide who I am today. Do I want to be Char Robach for, for Amy for Robach? For Amy Robach? Or maybe I'll be Char, Char Kelly, a nod to Megan Kelly, because Bombshell is, will be in theaters. Yeah, let's not do that one. <laughs> You'll be Char Robach. Char Robach is here with the headlines. What you got? <laughs> okay, so... I got some pop culture for you today because, you know, that's like up my alley. Okay. But OK, so the first of which I don't know if you saw Brother Nature got into a, a a little skerfuffle in Miami during Art Basel this past weekend. Art Basel. Uh, OK, sure. And yeah, things got a little messy. Um, the next story, North Korea 
opens a ski resort in an effort to boost tourism. Girl, good luck. <laughs> uh, news it. Okay, and then my final story. Hmm, this is so hard. Which one do I want to pick? Which one do I want to pick? I'm torn. Let's do Lizzo. Okay. In the name of the competition that's going on on Channel Q right now with Radio.com, <laughs> Lizzo was at a Lakers game yesterday and the internet is losing their minds because she got to twerk into her song and her thong was out for the world to see. And people are, Twitter, if you've been on Twitter, then you've okay. seen the discourse. She's still the number one trending topic. Okay, so I don't know how I could possibly say no to that. So that's going to be a news and You've got a three day. for three. Okay. Um, you should be proud of you. Three for things don't happen every day. All right. Well, sometimes they do. But uh, we got to take a quick break. More news or lose it is coming up right after this. Drop the subject to new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It. All right, Char. Char Robach. You should be. Char Robach is here. Uh, mm-hmm. Every every time Char does a news it, she shouts out uh, a different journalist. And this time it is Amy Robach over at ABC News. And um, you've got a three for three. Very yes. proud. How do you feel? I feel accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We only have a few minutes. So let's get to it. So Kelvin Pena, who we know affectionately as Brother Nature, if you're not familiar with him, he's the guy that's That was a dig on me because I don't know who this person is. Which is so wild to me because Jared is all up and down social media. And the fact that you don't know who Brother Nature and Canela is bothers me. I'm going to cut you off only because we only have a little bit of time. Okay, but Otherwise, you'd be dragging me. But go on. He was in Miami and the video surfaced of him getting into... Well, he wasn't in an altercation. He was actually getting beat up, like full on assaulted. Okay. And so what I found is what I find interesting in this is that he remained silent about this whole thing. He just released one brief statement saying that he was okay. The internet spent all of Saturday dragging the guy who uh who jumped him, well, who attacked him because the guy hopped on Twitter like, Yeah, I, I just beat up Brother Nature or whatever. Now it turns out that the sandwich shop in Miami released surveillance footage because they're saying, Listen, we're not in this because a lot of things just came out surrounding this story and there were a lot of biases me myself i even fell into the trap because brother nature is known as such a nice guy so okay. i'm like uh-uh who put their hands on brother nature turns out brother nature started the fight he basically <laughs> wrote a check that his butt couldn't cash Uh-oh. you know that old adage that is, that's some black right there he's for you. getting into somebody's face uh, so allegedly what happened is brother nature entered this sandwich shop late at night in miami with the female companion someone recognized him began filming a video brother nature was belligerent got in the guy's face, asked him to delete the video. The guy said no. Brother Nature said that the guy and his friend were like dead men walking and all of that. And mm-hmm. then one thing turned into another and they ended up, Brother Nature ended up getting beat up. Okay. Well, we... I hate to see it. I still don't know who this person is, but I'm going to pretend to... He also was trending on Twitter this weekend. You must not have been online. He was like number one trending on Saturday. I have no clue what this is about. This is why. When you said Brother Nature, I thought it was like the real Tarzan, the black guy on Instagram. No. Who is not ugly. Um, he was always with the animals but, but brother apparently... nature is more popular than the tarzan guy i still don't know who you're talking about okay that's fine moving on <laughs> we'll take a quick break when we come back char's got more uh, news to lose it we've got a whole lot coming up in the next hour as well drop the subject comes back in just a couple minutes drop the subject the new channel q 
Welcome back to Drop the Subject. I'm Jarrett. Ali is out right now. She's over in India at an Indian wedding and uh, taking trips through Nepal. So Sharjassel is joining me. And um, we're in the middle of your stories. You've got two more stories. One about Lizzo, a thong, and a Lakers game. Oh, yes. But first, North Korea and a ski resort. What does that even mean? So North Korean leader, as we know... Our president's best friend, Kim Jong-un. Well, depends on the day of the week, but yeah. Okay. He opened up a new mountain spa and ski resort that's intended for people to enjoy, quote, high civilization under socialism. And another example of the country using tourism exemptions and sanctions to build revenue for its broken economy. Now, you know, North Korea is one of the most oppressive countries. The idea of them opening up a resort, like people are going to be like, oh, girl, did you hear about North Korea? Some people will. Let's and, turn up. And listen, you can go to North Korea, you know, on your own free free will, but you also need to abide by their rules. I mean, and there are many. There are many. Yeah. They are strict and they are unforgiving. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What was the name of the American boy that, that returned? They returned him back brain dead. He stole oh, a picture yeah. trying to be cute. I can't remember what you're talking about, but he, he went over with like the school Otto group or something. something. Yeah. yeah. He went over with the school group and took a photo or something in a museum, and he was not supposed to be doing that. Yeah, like literally put it in his bag and, and right. all of that. So I would not recommend North Korea for visiting, especially if you want to do uh, you want to do <laughs> foolish American things like that. But however, they have a broken economy because it's so oppressive. Not going to be a cruise no, destination there's for There's sure. no internet. That like Kim Jong-un, it's a dictatorship. Yeah. And so, yeah, if you want to go over there, they now have, like I said, it's quoted as high civilization under socialism and I'm sure that the ski resort is going to be a hot mess yeah that doesn't sound like a good time at all who do you who do you see visiting this um like what do you imagine the target demographic uh, is the target demographic is nobody like I don't know I don't understand who they're targeting with this because like North Koreans won't even be able to afford it like North Korea like is and an why abject would, poverty why would you want to fiscally contribute to that regime exactly, and, yeah. and, and the further oppression Ugh, of those people. Yes. So Okay. Uh, so what happened with Lizzo and the song oh. and the ass? So people <laughs> are in an uproar online because Lizzo showed up at a Lakers game last night. And I thought initially when I saw the clip, because you know I had a busy Sunday night. When I saw the clip, I thought maybe her pants had slipped down because mm-hmm. she was twerking in a thong. But I later saw a clip of Lizzo walking into the the arena and she's wearing like a t-shirt dress but her whole butt is cut out and like the thong is like exposed oh like the whole like her entire the cheeks everything the clappers everything's there and I'm well, like doesn't this tell the line of like indecent exposure did you say the clappers the clappers honey I hate you so thoroughly so people have been starting a debate wondering if whether or not it's fat phobia or something because they're like oh if this were Meg the Stallion that were doing this would people have such or Rihanna I think it's a fair would question. people have such a, an issue my thing is two truths can exist in one time. I think that people are being a bit fat phobic uh, in their rhetoric, which we often see on Twitter. But I also think Lizzo did too much. It was a lot going on. And it wasn't it was like, one of those things, like, I'm not trying to over-dramatize it, like, oh my gosh, you know, the children, the children. But I just don't see why her... Why she had to do that? Why it was necessary. It just felt kind of tacky to me, okay. honestly, just watching it. And like I said, I only saw clips. Yeah. But it just, it, it looked tacky and it appeared a bit tasteless. And that might be me subscribing to respectability politics, but. Well, while we're shouting out Lizzo, um, I want to remind you that if you go to wearechannelq.com, uh, you can get your chance to win a trip for two to Vegas with airfare, hotel, tickets, plus 
a meet and greet with all that ass. That still is Lizzo. Love, you, Lizzo. <laughs> love I Lizzo. Still yes. love you. Um, when we uh, when you go to wearechannelq.com, you can enter to win. Um, you're going to get a two night stay in a hotel, two trips, uh, two tickets on the on a flight to get you from wherever you are with a friend of yours, um, and you're going to get this one thousand dollars shopping spree from Dia and Co. Make sure you go to wearechannelq.com right now for your chance to win because. Um, I keep saying this, but like this is one of the contests that I'm super jealous of uh, for Me New Year's too. Eve. Like, I just want to be there. Yeah, I might actually try and figure out how to make that work. Are you going to be in a t-shirt dress with your thong out? Of course. Wouldn't I? Of what course. else would you expect? You're absolutely right. <laughs> Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject is all the way live. I'm Jarrett. Ali is out. Shar is joining me right now. Oh, and yes. um, we've had a very interesting number of weeks um, in the impeachment hearings. And I wanted to talk to Trump supporter Dave, who, if you don't know, uh, Trump supporter Dave is our, our kind of our resident Trump supporter who actually listens to this station, which is always kind of surprising to me that we have someone who's a Trump supporter. But um, we appreciate being able to talk with him. Come and one, kinda, come all. Exactly. Getting some perspective from him. And so uh, Trump supporter Dave is on the phone with us right now. How's it going, Dave? It's going great. How are you doing? Doing very well. Thank you so much. Now, I wanted to talk with you because we've had weeks and weeks of, of impeachment hearings. We've heard from countless witnesses. We've seen all kinds of uh, documentation coming out on both sides of the aisle. I wanted to know from you it, how you're feeling about the entire impeachment process first. So I think it's a very partisan impeachment process. And I think that it's not, um, I think it's actually fueling the fire for dividing our country even more, in my opinion. How so? Well, it's, I mean, it's pretty much right down party lines. You've got the Democrats that want to impeach Trump, and then you have the Republicans that are are not wanting to impeach Trump. So you're not getting a, a like a good middle ground or anything like that. It, it seems like it's a far left thing, and, and it's... You know, I, I mean, I think it's just really dividing. Now, I'm, I'm not seeing it. Go ahead, Sean. Now, most yes, I've I've heard uh, a lot of Republicans within the last few years say that there's a difference between a Trump supporter and a Republican. Why do you think? Because you are a part of the Republican Party, correct? I am. Okay, so why do you think that even in spite of all that this man has said and done, well, what what I should ask, what's your allegiance to him? What is it going to take for you to, if anything, for you to be like, okay, this is where I draw the line? So I, I guess I struggle with actual evidence. Um, I haven't, I mean, I, I've listened to the impeachment hearings, and I, I guess I have a real issue with um, the impeachment process where, Somebody gets up and they, they get to sit, have an opening testimony where they say that this all occurred and then the testimony occurs and then they'd say, oh, no, it didn't. I didn't. Well, I didn't hear that. I didn't do. I've heard by I didn't see. I didn't. Mm-hmm. And then their summation is, is this occurred? So I'm kind of left with a book that has a good solid front and back, but inside there's nothing. And and then this, you listen to it on the news and it's like you know, Trump did all these things and it's, I'm having a rough time with no actual evidence. Okay. So, so hold on, Let, hold, hold on, hold on. Cause I'm confused now. So the things that are not in dispute, this phone call happened on July 25th. 
Um, I'll give you the phone call. (laughs) Thank you for that. Um, (laughs) We we also know that like there was withholding of the the three hundred ninety one million dollars of military aid. We know that that was withheld until September. We know that Donald Trump was aware of the whistleblower complaint before he released the aid. We know that he was withholding the aid because he wanted this investigation to at least be announced, if not actually engaged. Like, all of those things so that's we know. where I'm not clear. That's the part that I'm not clear. Okay. And, uh, and I think that's, that, that is, was A and B connected? Yeah, we withhold aid. Yeah. Was it withheld? Was it stopped? Was, you know, I'm not sold on that. And then was it, you know, you we talk quid pro quo, right? I, I understand the term very well. Um, I'm not like a lot of Americans that don't understand you do for me, I do for you. Um, scenario of quid pro quo. I, then we've moved it to blackmail because, it wasn't playing very well. People didn't understand quid pro quo, so we've changed the terminology to blackmail. I'm not. So what you're not clear I, on whether or not the aid was withheld because of the investigation? I, I'm not clear that where I've heard anybody say Donald Trump said, I'm withholding this aid until you do this for me. I, I've heard people say, I've, I've heard them line up the witnesses and, you know, people are saying they've heard that, but nobody has heard that out of Donald Trump's mouth. Okay, so even and then I hear. Sorry, go ahead. And so and then I hear that even Ukraine, the president of Ukraine didn't feel like he was being blackmailed or there was a quid pro quo or anything was going on. Okay. And so I really would like I mean, you're talking about destroying America in essence, right? We're talking about impeaching a president. I don't care whether it's Donald Trump. I don't I was offended when we went after um, Clinton the way we did. Um, The partisan politics to take it to the the degree that we are going to impeach a president is a problem. I would really like to see something really rise to the occasion, not a, you know, the I mean, it just seems like the, the feel, the gut feel is the Democrats from day one, even before he took Donald Trump took office. They have been trying to get him out of office. And it's just one thing after another, after another, after another. Where does it end? Before we move away too far from what you said, because I want to address it, um, there's two different things that you said. Number one, President Zelensky said that he hadn't been, um, that he hadn't been, uh, he didn't feel pressured to do something that he didn't want to do, which um, I've, I've heard people say that, but like, he said that literally sitting next to Donald Trump, and mm-hmm. he also said it while still receiving this aid from Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. So, like, whenever someone says that to me, I'm like, you have to always consider the context, right? Like, this is like asking a battered wife if she has been abused by her husband while she's sitting, sitting next, next to him, to him. and yeah. still lives with him. And so, like, the idea that he would come back and be like, well, actually, I did feel kind of pressured when Donald Trump is still holding the purse strings, I don't think that's reasonable. And the other part of it is removing the aid hold, because you said you're not really sure if they, if they held the aid for um, the purpose of bribing um, or or, of getting this uh, this uh, this investigation, even removing the aid hold. For me, the challenge is like, why are you asking a foreign country who Mm -hmm. you believe allegedly, you know, interfered with the election, which has been debunked on every and every piece of investigation, if he is going to another president, uh, another country's leader to ask them for political aid, that just does not seem like it's okay either. And if we can go to other countries and ask them to help us for political gain, that is kind of the ball game in and of itself, even removing the aid from the question. That is true. That I, is I got true. a few seconds here left if you want to respond to that. <laughs> well, I, I think that a lot, I guess, you know, Donald Trump is under a microscope. 
I think a lot of other presidents have done phone calls of similar nature. Look at how we impact the world. Um, but that's you know, kind I, of I'm what about is it? That's kind of like, huh? well, what about other presidents? But like, where you have to talk about what Donald Trump did. I'm at, I'm out of time here, um, Dave. Let me. Okay. Uh, I really appreciate you calling in and talking with us. I know it's it's not the easiest <laughs> venue, but uh, but uh, <laughs> we got to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk to uh, Seth Brundle from Aspires Butter and Brown about Christmas mm. holiday trends and all of the food that you should be checking out. And then we'll talk to him about his new show as well. All those things are coming up next. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Drop the Subject. Hi, Dave. Thank you so. much. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Drop the subject is back. I'm Jarrett. Shar is here with me, and oh, we're yes. joined in studio by a friend of mine, um, one of my best friends. Uh, he's the host of Aspires Butter and Brown and a new series called Mama's Kitchen that we'll be talking about in a little bit. Uh, his name is Seth Brundle. Welcome. Hey, what's going on, yeah? Of course. Thanks for being here. Um, I'm really excited to have you here because I talk to you basically like every other day. Right. Um, but you've never been on the show. And I, I was thinking about you because we're always talking about food around here. Um, and this was the perfect opportunity to bring you in. So let's get into a little bit more of the Monday Munch Report. I'm very proud of myself. I'm running the board today and I did all that stuff right and Emmy looks happy, so I'm happy. So that was seamless. Um thank you very much. Uh let's hope I don't screw it up. So Chris, I wanted to talk to you because I feel like Christmas is very different than Thanksgiving when it comes to food. And people on Thanksgiving have like very stark, like clear traditions like there needs to be a turkey, mm-hmm. there needs to be stuffing, there needs to be this, that, and the other. But I feel like Christmas is when people kind of like experiment with stuff and do something a little bit different. Yeah, and everybody's families have different traditions. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So what do you normally do at Christmas? So my family always does black eyed peas and gumbo for Christmas. Oh. We do the whole classic Thanksgiving with turkey and dressing and all. All that good stuff, but for Christmas, we do black eyed peas and gumbo. That's our thing. I'm okay. a gumbo family too. Yeah. Typically yeah. for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. See, we don't want to get sick of it. <laughs> right. So we do some of like, there's <laughs> but that's some. That's the only time though. Like, we're not making gumbo for Fourth of July. So that's the only time. Maybe you know. I'm maybe. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So, what should people be thinking about doing when it comes to their holiday parties and Christmas food? So, you know me, I'm all about if it's not broke. Don't fix it. Okay. But I like to incorporate some of the newer food trends like year by year and just try to incorporate them into some of the classics. Okay. So one of the things that I always recommend to people because some of the Thanksgiving flavors are seasonal and it'll be the things that you find in grocery stores, I like to experiment with those and repurpose those ingredients. So okay. like for Thanksgiving, for instance, we had almost an entire turkey left. So I broke it down, um, froze parts of it, and I've been using, since Thanksgiving, I've been using different parts of that turkey or the ham or the dressing for different dishes. Okay. So I like to remix. Okay. okay. Um, so some of, the, some of the food trends and some of the recipe ideas I would suggest for this holiday season, especially because we're all tired. We've been shopping mm-hmm. and working and visiting with friends Rent and drinking. Up. And yeah, everything. <laughs> everything is over. The holiday season is really overwhelming. So I like to make big batch dishes that oh, yeah. are yeah, that are um that are seasonal, like half seasonal ingredients and things like that. So some of my recommendations would be a cranberry and brie flatbread pizza. It's really good. You usually have leftover oh. cranberry sauce or brie from like some cheese plate from some holiday party or, you know, some uh, 
some uh, you know Friendsgiving love, celebration that you've been to? I feel like the holiday food. I love that cranberries get used so much because right. I don't eat them a whole lot throughout Ever. the rest of the year. But it I always feels the like the holidays. But see, I I'm not cranberry I'm juice, not, but like like cranberry sauce or cran- yeah. cranberry compote. I feel like I only eat that around the holidays, and it feels totally. like the holidays for me. I'd and, be willing to try a corner of that pizza. I'm personally not a fan of brie, hot or cold. Really? No. Really? Uh, it's something. It? It's something with the texture. Is I got, it soft cheeses in general? Maybe so. Okay. Because I like cheese, but yeah. it's something about brie that just I, I'm more I'm I'm more apt to have it hot than cold. Okay. I don't like. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> so if as long as brie, I, and I don't think I ever considered this before, but as long as brie stays within that pl- fa- flavor profile, yeah, like some kind of bread, some carb, yeah, um, some kind of tart fruit or something like that, yeah. some type of vegetation, like you know, some arugula or lettuce. I or love an arugula. It's also both. one of my favorite words. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to say. It's nice to say. It just rolls off the tongue really naturally. Um, but what yeah, o- what other things are you thinking about for Christmas uh, this year? CBD infused warm cocktail. Turn up. Ooh. You know what? That's a great now, place now for us talking. to take a break. Because I mean, we drink. Oh, oh, we're no, no, no. I, the idea of a CBD infused drink, mind you, you can't get it everywhere. Shout out to California, right? Um, and and you know a few other states, but like I don't think people are often thinking about like that for their party. Yeah. So let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk more with Chris, with Seth about how you can uh, try out all kinds of different things for the holidays. But also, uh, we're going to talk about you have two shows, not one. I do, but two shows. We're going to talk about both technically of those. four, but we'll talk about. Okay, that sit down. <laughs> uh, we'll take a quick break. More drop the subject coming up after this. The subject, the new Channel Q. Just kidding. Uh, welcome back. Drop the subject is live. Um, we're all sitting here talking about food and Kelly Rowland. And yes, I stand. The machine was like, hey, you guys are going back on the air. Um, Chris, Seth, we were just talking to you about uh, food and like you were talking about CBD infused cocktails, cocktails. cocktails for yes. holiday parties. Yes. Now, first of all. Certain states, you can do this. Certain states, we're sorry. Uh, come to a California so, party. No, you could do it across all states. You're just yeah, running CBD a risk is legal. in some. <laughs> yeah. I think CBD is legal I, listen, everywhere now, I, right? I, I, it's I the know. THC. Look, check That's your local list. Okay. Yeah. okay. Um, <laughs> I don't want to get anybody in but, trouble. <laughs> exactly. But um, talk to me about CBD-infused drinks, though. So, we all know that cocktails are a mood stabilizer as is, but by adding... Um, whatever your elected CBD dosage, um, strain, whatever it is, you get to pick exactly what type of stabilizer you want along what with the cocktail. What kind of response you want to feel. Yeah, and you can also do, um, one of the things that's really trending now is to do mocktails and uh, sans, sans the alcohol. Yeah. So mocktails with the CBD. I now, have a... Go ahead. I was just saying that I uh, one of my favorite podcast hosts makes a, a frosé in which she creates a tincture, a marijuana tincture, and makes a simple syrup out of that yes. and then adds it to the rosé mm. and freezes it. And How is that? I haven't had it, but people rave about it. Because it's, it's, for me, I don't... I don't want to experiment with any like uh, any marijuana infused foods just because I don't know okay. how to dose expect. everything out. Let me tell and you, and I can end up killing it. Well, I actually ended up at your house after going to Weekend Survive, and someone at Weekend Survive, our, our big concert that we had here uh, a couple months ago, they had given me like a gummy bear or something, yeah. and they're like, "I don't really know how much is in there," and I was like, "Excuse me." Yeah. Um, and I it it, it definitely a had a, a very strong impact. Yeah. So I could imagine like you want to definitely like exactly. 
exactly. I want to be able yeah. to read labels. I want to know how much to put in each cocktail if I'm having more than one. So okay. that's that's really important. So one of the interesting things was Grubhub came out with their their year in food report where they were talking about uh, the biggest foods of the year that have been a part of their deliveries. What was interesting, according to the, the HuffPost article, it says vegetarian or vegan friendly options made up the majority of the food delivery services top 10 foods of the year. California. Cauliflower, I was going to say California pizza. <laughs> Cauliflower pizza, spicy Brussels sprouts, mm. portobello empanadas, black bean and potato tacos. And uh, those are the top four. And those are all like, you know, veggie and, and vegan friendly things. I'm trying to think about like, how do you translate that to the holidays if you're like trying to figure out what to do for your friends or something that are coming over? Because for me, Thanksgiving, I invited a vegan at the last minute, and I was like, oh, my God, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Well, I was actually going to bring that up. You had uh, you had vegan, or what we discovered later, it was vegetarian-friendly hot chocolate. Okay, first of all, how dare you? I'm well, just we saying. did discover later, because he had hot chocolate. <laughs> Those listening, Jared had hot chocolate, but he used milk chocolate. I used chocolate. Milk, milk chocolate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and I was thinking that as he was serving himself some, and I was like, maybe this is some like oat milk chocolate. <laughs> well, because it was almond milk, but there was milk chocolate and uh, white chocolate in it, and like he, had, it was Dr. Chris from Loveline, uh, and I was like, oh my god, and he was like, Ugh. right, but yeah. yeah, yeah, but like, so how do you how do you try and maybe take these things and like incorporate them into your? your so one stuff? of the things that I was going to suggest, 2019 has made me a huge fan of Beyond and Impossible Burgers. Okay, um, if if they didn't tell me it wasn't, you know, meat, mm-hmm. I wouldn't know the difference. So I would do um, uh, an Impossible or Beyond uh, flavored uh, casserole. So with like hash browns, okay. uh, eggs, onions, uh, you know, that type of thing. And then saute that Impossible or Beyond meat with mm-hmm. fennel seeds, salt, pepper, garlic, things like that. Kind of the way that you that would sausage. with Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So that's that's one of my favorite vegetarian slash vegan dishes to do for, for the holidays. With gotcha. Friends. I love that. Again, bitch, big batches. Big batches. Yeah. I, okay. I like that. Um, you were talking, though, Char, about small bites and wanting like an appetizer bar. Yes. That is what I want for Christmas this year. I just feel like my, my tastes have changed around the holidays. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we were having a bit of a debate around yes, this a friendly because, one. <laughs> because you prefer dinner, and I, I said dinner, yeah. I'd be okay with the charcuterie board. I'd be okay with, but but with all of these things. So like, I want a charcuterie board. I want spinach artichoke dip. I want hummus. I want chips and guac. I just want a buffalo chicken dip I, and, and and pan of chicken wings, right. crispy chicken wings. And I'm all for it. I want to be able to just float around and do that. I don't need the 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 remix of the turkey and all of that, or a big bowl of gumbo for Christmas. See, it de- it depends. Like if we if we got together like we did a couple weeks ago, I want to sit down formal dinner. Dinner. But yeah. if it was a it was little delicious. more casual, it was like a holiday party. Exactly. Okay. If it was if it was just a holiday. Day, like kickback or a holiday yeah. get together that would be right up my alley i love dips i love small I'm bites just in a but... snacky mood i love a snack yeah. all right we got to take a quick break when we come back <laughs> we're gonna have you tell us about the new shows that you have out right now uh one that's already um it, that's already been airing um all those things are coming up next don't go anywhere you're listening to drop the subject drop the subject the new channel q all right. I love we, Christina. I know, right? I haven't heard like a Christina Aguilera Christmas song in a minute. If you're listening to the podcast, you missed out. You should be listening live. Yep. Um, but uh, welcome back to Drop the Subject. I'm Jarrett. 
Ali is out. Shar is here with me and joined by one of my best friends, Seth Brundle, in the house. Hey, hey. Who's been um, talking to us about holiday food and how to kind of like remix it this year or like to uh, find some new ways to be able to do things for the holidays this year. I feel like Christmas is always like a difficult time to figure out what to do if you're not going to do like the traditional Thanksgiving stuff. So I wanted to talk to you about your new shows, though, because you've got sure. you've got uh, Butter and Brown on Aspire, which is just I wrapping do. up season three. Yeah. Season three. Just season concluded three already. Two weeks. Yeah. Season three already. Wow. We've been on on uh, television and with Aspire for five years now. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Because even yeah. before that, you had a different show. Yeah, before Butter and Brown was developed for television, we did a pre-miniseries called Big Screen Small Bites, which was, which was essentially just dinner and a movie right, with right. Leslie and I. And um, so explain what Butter and Brown is. So Butter and Brown is the most amazing, most entertaining uh, <laughs> cooking show ever. If you and, do say so yourself, and, and if you If I do, do say that so myself, <laughs> and I do... And I say that with a sense of humility, but I really, really love what Leslie and I have created and what Aspire has allowed us to do for the past four years. Um, The highest compliment that I've ever been paid for our show is someone or several people actually telling me, I do not like cooking shows. I do not watch them, but I love your show. That how is literally the highest compliment. For sure. Hmm? For sure. I said, how can people hate cooking shows? Well, I, could, I mean, like, I'm not I'm not the biggest sports fan ever. Like, I never watch same, games. Same. Like, I'm not interested in, you know, all of the travel show channels. Okay, fair like, enough. You know what I mean? Like, me I ask, get it. Let me ask you this. Is you all's show title a derivative from the tweet lyric from Oops Oh My? No. Okay. No, nor is it... she does uh, say butter and brown in the Oops Oh My song. She does, and then so does... What was... Oh my God! I used to be a huge fan of his music. He was really popular, like around like two thousand eight, nine. I want to say Thelonious. Thelonious Monk. No, not Thelonious like, Monk. It was it. like a play on Thelonious Monk's name. I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm, I know. I'm gonna remember as soon as we walk out of this of studio. Course. But he says it too. But no, um, the show is a derivative of the show's format. Gotcha. Or the title is a, a derivative of the show's format. Okay. So we always, when we started off on the web, we always made a cocktail, which is the brown, because in our oh. crew we call you know bourbon, whiskey, that scotch, brown. that brown, uh-huh. and then the butter is indicative of the, the entree. Cooking. Yeah. So we yes. always, you know, we cook and we make a cocktail. So uh, talk to us about the new show that you have though. Uh, called so Mama's I Kitchen. just shot a pilot for a new show called Mama's Kitchen, which is uh, a travel culinary show where we highlight immigrant mothers and their families. And And we just get, um, you know, an inside view of their culture, how they're using food to preserve it and, you know, how it's it's helped nourish and, you know, sustain their families Mm. since migrating to the U.S. So we featured a Nigerian family in my hometown of Carson and it was fantastic. So um, we are currently editing it right now and we're going to start shopping it. I love that. And uh, tell people where they can find out more information about all the stuff that you're doing. So I'm everywhere at Seth Brundle, my website, uh, Instagram. Instagram, Facebook, everything. Seth Brundle everywhere. I love that. Yeah. Um, we can, uh, we'll definitely have you back to talk about food again in yes, the future. Um, Seth Brundle, thank you so much for being here. Thank we're gonna you take for a, having me. Of course. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Beyonce is on a magazine cover and did she do an interview? She's asking, <laughs> she's answering all of the fan questions. I love this. That's coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. I'm Jarrett. Allie is in India. She's at a, an Indian wedding, being fabulous, and then uh, kind of taking a trip through, through Nepal. 
Nepal. And then she's also been celebrating um, the win of her uh, Butch Pal for the Straight Gal, uh, their crowdfunding campaign. They were fully funded. So oh, congratulations, also celebrating Allie. That. Yeah, absolutely. So Allie will be back next week, but all week long I will have guest co-host Shar Jossel is joining me today. Yep. And um, I'm really excited to have you here because we've been talking about all kinds of different stuff throughout the day. And um, this next story is... It's just pure joy. I'm so excited that Beyonce has done this not interview. Now, Beyonce has become notorious for not doing interviews anymore. Mm -hmm. And this L story is kind of centered around her Ivy Park brand launching with Adidas. But she did a Q&A, not an interview. Yes. But it's also kind of nice just to hear from her because like, you very rarely hear Beyonce answer questions. And her last, I mean, before the Vogue's, uh, when she launched Ivy Park back in 2016, that was via Elle. So I'm guessing she has just a fantastic relationship with Elle magazine. With, and she's their 20, well, January did, 20, uh, 2020 cover girl. She did this, the Vogue uh, September issue, though. and, and With no interview, that. though. With no interview. It was just right. photos. Um, but she, she guest edited that whole edition. What I love the most, probably, well, what is your favorite thing in the interview? Everything. Just the fact that it Cover exists. to cover. Um, it was fun. It's fun to hear from her. And like what I love at the end of this, they did a lightning round via Instagram. And it's just like her answering like questions in, in a sentence or two. And the lightning round, um, you can find this on L.com and we'll tweet out the link. Uh, it says, what grosses you out? She says, people smacking when they eat. Mm-hmm. That drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. So I'm basically twins with Beyonce. That is, I don't mind that. I just I don't want to see it. I it's it different if you heart. have food coming out of your mouth. I don't mind smacking, but then again, I have gone down the rabbit hole of not ASMR, oh, the mukbang. I like oh. mukbang videos. You know what? I can deal with the mukbang b- videos. Those are kind of crazy to me. I don't understand why they're such a big thing. Me either. It's but very it's weird. Fast. I get hungry. It's it, I, right. Exactly. You're eating twelve I'm like, crunchy chicken wings with this sweet and spicy sauce. And I'm like, I want those crab legs. Camera. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is that dipping sauce? I need that too. Ex- exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, you know her mom, uh, Tina. Tina. Tina Landon, Knowles Lawson. Uh, Lawson. Excuse me. Is on uh, Instagram all the time with corny jokes. Yes. So they, 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 she always comes in and says, it's corny joke time. And yes. she tells a really bad joke. Well, someone on Instagram said, it's corny joke, joke time. What's your joke? And she says, this is actually very corny, even for Beyonce. Uh, she says, what do you call a deer with no eyes? No idea. Get it? No, no idea. idea. She says, I'm so sorry. Baloo's absolutely going to kill me for telling this terrible joke. I, I don't even imagine Beyonce doing stuff like that. Yeah, I also loved how she referenced, she literally referenced the Kiki Palmer, the the meme that just happened when Kiki Palmer didn't know who Dick Cheney was. When she was like, sorry, sorry to, to that man. man. Yeah. Someone, one of the fans asked, because Beyonce is also notorious for releasing uh, images and videos that are clearly from Snapchat. Like, we've seen her in blue with all of like the little face lenses and the filters on, and when they asked what her Snapchat was, she basically said... She said, I hate to say it, I hope I don't sound ridiculous, but I don't know what my Snapchat is. Sorry, Sorry to, to that, that Snapchat. Snapchat. <laughs> like I, She was having fun, and I love to see it. I'm loving everything about this. And she clocked the fans secretly taking pictures of her in Target. She mentions that in the in, in the interview. I love this. Like They ask, what is your favorite cereal? She says, granola with pecans. You're at karaoke. What does Beyonce sing? I never would have saw Escape the Pina Colada song. Yeah. Um, and Hotel California. She says the guitar solo is my jam. They say, what's your least favorite word 
um, and your very favorite word, she says her least favorite word is no, and her favorite word is why <laughs> italicized with four question marks. Um, and then they say, uh, what question do you hate to answer? Are you pregnant? Get off my ovaries. Yes, <laughs> Which, I would hate to answer that as well because her weight fluctuates just like everyone else. Exactly. Um, something that we've been talking about here on the show for months now, uh, they ask her what's something you could eat for a week straight. She says Oreos. And we did this whole thing here on the show about the mystery Oreo. And I didn't realize they've announced what the mystery Oreo flavor was. It's churro, right? And we were right. It's churro. Wow. Yes, Give we, yourself an applause for that we did, one. We did really well on that. Um, or, I think uh, Emmy came in and said that first before anyone else, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I love also, they asked Beyonce, how long does it take to get ready? She says, as long as I take it, I better look like Halle Berry. I love that Halle Berry is still like the standard of beauty but, for Beyonce. But also that's a reference because Jay-Z has a song named Beach is Better. Right. And he says, girl, why you never ready for as long as you take, you better look like Halle Berry or Beyonce or then we're getting married. You guys got to go listen to it because I had to just edit some of the stuff that he was saying. But that's the lyric. So she's <laughs> that, that's a play on words. That's a nod to her husband. Beyonce talking or texting. She says talking. But trust me, you've never seen the text longer than one from me. Like, Ask Parkwood. Like a true earth sign. We are known for cranking out the essays. <laughs> In your I'm messages. just imagining like if you get like a three page long text from Beyonce. Yep. I I don't know why, but I imagine she's like scolding someone in those yep. moments, like where Full they screwed notes. up something. Like yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like I would just like cherish the fact that she spent time talking to me. Maybe so. Um, they ask. Uh, this is actually something that people have been asking Beyonce and asking of Beyonce for a long time. Um, a the Formation World Tour, like why isn't that yes. on DVD? I love her answer here. She goes, "Years ago, I asked Prince to record my rehearsal with him for our Grammy performance. He said, you don't need to record that. You own that in your mind.'" And then she goes, "Ha!" Which hard to imagine Beyonce laughing like that. She says, "Prince always knew best, so you can always watch the Formation Tour." In your mind, you own that. Gag. Um, that's really like a slap in the face. Now, granted, fans <laughs> have pieced together some some clips. And if you really want to go watch the Formation World it. Tour, it's on YouTube. They've pieced together some clips. However, you just had to be there. I had floor seats for that concert. I, I paid $330. I was there in uh, New York when she was at the Met Stadium. Um, it was, I think it was the Met Stadium. I went to San Fran. I, it was a great show. I loved every moment of it. It was Literally, from beginning to end. Wow, what a moment. (laughs) Wow, what a moment. (laughs) I think that's a great place to go. We'll be right back. (laughs) Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Char. Yes. We like a quiz around here on Drop the Subject. I've noticed. We do like a quiz. And uh, I found there was like a a BuzzFeed, like, it was like someone on the holidays, like, had to do something and they just pulled all these quizzes together. But one of them really caught my attention. And I wanted to uh, see if you could do this. Okay. All right. So this quiz is, it says, eight people got the first question wrong on who wants to be a millionaire. Can you get them right? I'm scared. (laughs) Yes. There's, There's no stakes here. The last time we played a game, Somebody got fired. We're not doing that. Ooh, I don't got time for that. We're not doing that today, (laughs) but I want to see if you can get these right. Okay. You got the bell for if you're right. I do. Um, Emmy, hit the music. First question. Which of these phrases is a common way of saying, I can't take it anymore? Is it A, that's the last stick? B, that's the last leaf? C, that's the last straw? Or D, I'm moving to Canada? Well, this is hard, depending on who you ask, but I'm going to go with C. That's the last straw. That's absolutely correct. There we go. All right. Number two. 
Deep enough that the ball doesn't generally go in, hit the bottom and bounce out. What is the minimum depth of a regulation golf hole? What is the depth of a regulation golf hole? Is it four inches? Is it four feet? Is it four miles? Or is it four light years? I'm gonna go with A, four inches. That's correct. All right, number three. Homeowners buy surge protectors to protect their possessions from what unexpected surges? Is it A, an electrical current? Is it B, water flow? Is it C, air pressure? Or is it D, buyer's remorse? Oh, I don't know this one. Homeowners buy surge protectors to protect their possessions from electrical currents, water flow. I'm going to say electrical currents. Is that your final answer? Yeah. All right. That's correct. Good work. Actually, the guy who, who guessed it said water flow and went home. Okay. Slightly inebriated is a common definition of which one of these words? Milky, watery, beery, or jello shoddy? Slightly inebriated. I feel like two of these answers could be correct. Okay. But you got to pick one. I'm going to say beery. Beery? Yeah. Final answer? Yeah. That's correct. Nice work. Here we go. Gosh, I'm good at this. (laughs) Don't get too bold. You're right. Don't get too proud. Every time I get confident, something happens. Snapping selfies in kitchens you can't afford and taking a meatball break are two things BuzzFeed says every 20-something should do on their first trip where? Paris, London, Rome, or Ikea. Snapping selfies in kitchens you can't afford and taking a (laughs) meatball break. This also has multiple answers, but I'm going to say Ikea. Final answer. Yeah. They're known for the That's meatball. correct. Good, okay. good job. Because it could have been Rome as well. I was nervous until I saw Ikea was one of the options. And then I was like, oh, it's got to be that one. Okay. Here we go. Again, for those of you just tuning in, we are going through the questions that people got wrong on who wants to be a millionaire. First question. Last question. Next question. <laughs> when attacked by predators, which of these animals will often activate a large gland known as an ink sac? Is it a cheetah? Oh, I know this. A squid, an owl, or Paris Hilton? <laughs> Got to Emmy cracking up. In the it is a squid. You guys should see Emmy's face when she starts laughing. It's a squid. Gail. That's correct. It is a squid. Yes. Okay. Last two. The the cable drama Rubicon takes its title what? from a river once famously crossed by what military leader? Alexander the Great, Napoleon Bonaparte, Charlemagne, Julius Caesar. I have no idea. I'm just going to say... Again, the cable drama Rubicon takes its title from a river once famously crossed by what military leader? Alexander the Great, Napoleon Bonaparte. Napoleon! Napoleon? I'm just going to say Napoleon. I don't know! I'm so sorry. The correct answer was Julius Caesar. Oh, he was a military leader? Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. I just know he was taken out by Brutus. Your final question. And I don't know about a river named Rutabaga or whatever you said. Rubicon. Yeah. (laughs) Rutabaga. Okay. Last question. Okay. Here we go. What is the minimum number of six packs one would need to buy in order to put 99 bottles of beer on the wall? 
What is the minimum number of six packs one would need to buy in order to put 99? You can't use a calculator, you cheater. I'm not. I'm checking a text message. No, you're not. You're lying is what you're doing. <laughs> is it 15? Is it 17? Is it 19? Or is it 21? Uh, 15, 17, 19, or 21? I am going to say 17. Is that your final answer? I, I'm taking a stab in the dark. I don't know. All right. Yeah, it's my final answer. That's correct. Congratulations. Oh. How is do you it really feel? Correct? It is. It's right. Oh. I need you to not sound so surprised. Well, no, you don't understand. I am horrible in mathematics, unless it's in, unless it's currency. Because I can count my coins now, but just in general, I'm horrible at mathematics. They're, they're very proud of you over I here. I feel good. You know, I got a 90%. You did. You did so, pretty well. Yeah. I don't know. You obviously don't do math, but it's fine. It's not exactly I 90%. I one, didn't I? One out of eight, I think, is like... Oh, I didn't know it was eight questions. Okay, I think see, it's like 92-ish or something like okay, that. Okay, I still got an A. It's fine. You still don't did Don't try to rob well. me of my moment, Jared. <laughs> we got to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we've got a whole lot more. Drop the subject. Don't go anywhere. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. All right, Sean. It's my turn. You've got the bell. I've got the stories. Are you ready for these votes? I am ready. Okay. Number one, Arizona man registers swarm of bees as emotional support animal. News it. <laughs> but you're just all the way in on that? Yeah. Um, okay. Like many before her, Jennifer Lopez risks it all for this celebrity guy. Hmm. Is it? Well, okay. I can't tell you. Because I'm like, is it A-Rod? But we'll news that one. I okay. like Jennifer Lopez. I do too. All right. And then <laughs> the uh, dictionary.com word of the day is tensilry. Okay. I'm going to news that one. That was a very soft, like, you didn't really know if you were going to news it. Tensilry. Tensilry. Did you happen to catch J-Lo on SNL this past Saturday? I got a three after three. That might be what this is related to. Who knows? We'll see. Number of yeah. the day. She was on with the baby. Three. <laughs> so that's the number. That's the number. Drop the number of the day. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Drop the subject presents. News it or lose it. All right, charge yourself. For the news it or the lose it. Did you just call me Char? It's not Char just now. But you said Char. I could I I might have. That's not my name. I, I didn't call you that. I didn't I didn't um <laughs> I didn't misname you or okay. or or anything of the sort. I'll get okay. The, I'll get the sesos on you. <laughs> I know you will. Okay. So this story uh comes from the New York Post and the headline already just kind of like is jarring. It says Arizona man registers swarm of bees as emotional support animal. This whole emotional support animal thing is getting way out of control for I me. Agree. I agree. I agree. Way too much. They say um the res- uh, the Prescott Valley Arizona resident David Kelly thinks the application process to register an emotional support animal is too easy. So he tried registering a swarm of bees as his service pet. And it worked. Um, he says a lot of people thought it was hilarious and a lot of people were getting upset. Um, but he was basically doing this uh, to bring awareness to the issue that basically anyone can do this with anything. Mm-hmm. And I th- think he's making a good point. But also I'm just like... What is he planning to do with these bees? You know what I mean? Like, is he, is he going to actually do anything with them? That's why. The, didn't they have to do like 
airplane regulations to say that your emotional support animals could only be like like a dog and maybe a cat because people I remember at one point seeing a headline of someone bringing a peacock on a plane or I did to. yeah I've heard about that as well I feel like we talked about that here on the show yeah and I'm not it's weird because I don't try to like police things like that or gatekeep but it's like come on now y'all come, come on. on now yeah they say uh, Keller was inspired to go through with the registration after seeing a service dog that was visibly untrained he said I could very easily tell that it was not a service animal uh, because it was pulling the owner to the parking lot he says I was thinking that it's just just too easy to get these animals to be service animals. This is the sign of also someone who does not mind their business and who has too much time on their hands. That's all I hear with you telling me this story. Well, but I see it as I see him as kind of a protester, as a person uh, who's like standing up to say like this is way not too easy. Directly affecting him, like Fair you're enough. going out of that. your way to not mind your business and to to waste your own time. It says the website that he used to register his swarm is one of many that make the application process for emotional pets too easy. Easy. I mean, listen, I feel like I do see plenty of these situations where someone is really just trying to game the system or you're just like, what? how is this peacock really your emotional support? Your emotional well, that's support why I animal? say we have to be careful not to police because we don't know what people have and what they're going through. Well, uh, we don't know what Jennifer Lopez is going through. Apparently, <laughs> uh, over this weekend, she hosted SNL and she did this skit with Pete Davidson, who is... You know, famously irresistible to women, which I don't fully understand. Um, but here's a clip of it. She's on stage, and he is like someone who like works at the theater that she's like performing she's rehearsing. At. Yeah. yeah, and um, this is one of her skits. And he is like awkward and nervous, but she's like immediately infatuated with him. Do you fall off the stage just to make me laugh? No. You're right. <laughs> Flirt. You know, I've seen you watching me dance during my show. I've seen you looking at my... Titties. You're bad, Jeff. You want to dance? Okay. No, I... I mean slow dance. Oh, God, you're too much. Come here. So she goes on and like continues to fall in love with him, and like and he's just getting grosser and grosser. He passes gas. He wipes Dorito dust from his fingers on her. And then A-Rod shows up. Mm-hmm. At the end, right? Like A Rod is like completely <laughs> just not okay with this, but she's so in love with the character that he's that he's been playing in all these other videos. The character's name is Chad, and like everyone is just completely infatuated with him. And I don't a hundred percent understand what the thing it was with Pete Davidson. I have a, a feeling we can guess what it might be, but like Ariana told us. What does she tell you? And how can you say you gotta, it on the radio? All you gotta do is watch the Thank You Next music video. Mm, Thought I'd I end up that. with Sean. Mm-hmm. Keep going, keep going. Uh-uh, you gotta watch the video <laughs> to get the rest uh, while she's writing in the burn book. I but love it. I, love I don't it. see Pete's appeal. Sometimes I do, but most times he just looks unshowered to me. He does look like kind of messy and dirty all the time. Like it's just kind of crazy Some to me. Some people love that look. Yeah. That grungy type. Some you people know. are really into that, I guess. I, my my best friend uh, years ago, she used to say that she loves guy with, guys with a methy look. And I was just like, oh, what does Christ that even almighty. mean? I just never understood that. But anyway. <laughs> Um, okay, so the dictionary.com word of the day. Are you ready? I am. Okay, it's tensilry. Any guesses on what it means? I I'll give you a hint. It's a noun. I have no idea, but it sounds like the potential to be the next title of Jordan Peele's new movie. <laughs> Not exactly that. Uh, they say it's a cheap and pretentious display. 
Oh, tensory. Yeah, tensory. It's spelled like tensile, like um, like tensile that you throw on to a Christmas tree. Okay. Like for holidays. Yeah, cheap and pretentious. Oh, well, that makes sense. That's how I can remember it, because tensile oftentimes looks cheap and pretentious. I... People go overboard <laughs> with it. Fair enough. I'll give you that. Uh, we got to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we've got more Drop the Subject. It's almost time for the happy end. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. All right, we are just about out of here. I've been running the board all day. Emmy's like, you did a pretty good job until just now when I didn't turn the microphones on. I'm doing all right. I'm feeling pretty good. Emmy is on it. <laughs> Emmy's. Uh, we highly appreciate Emmy, Emmy around is here. here and uh, and saving the day once again. All right, so before we go, I want to let you guys know that uh, we've got this amazing contest going on right now. We've been talking about it a lot. Uh, if you go to wearechannelq.com right now, you can enter for your chance to win a trip for two to Vegas with airfare, a hotel stay. Tickets to a concert that is featuring the one and only Lizzo. And you'll be getting backstage passes. You'll be feeling good as hell. See what I did? Because mm. good as hell is a Lizzo song. But I'm... T- <laughs> I don't like... I don't appreciate you. Listen. I feel like you're making fun of me in front of my face. Quite possibly. <laughs> Go to WeAreChannelQ.com for more information on your chance to win um, these round trip tickets for you and a friend. You're going to get two nights in a hotel, two tickets to the concert, two tickets for a meet and greet, and a $1,000 shopping spree to Dia & Co. You basically need to figure out how to make this happen for yourself for New Year's Eve. Go to wearechannelq.com for more information on how to enter. Now, it is time for the happy ending. And um, I'm really hoping that the music plays, but it didn't. It's okay. It's okay. I I didn't get it to work. It's okay. Emmy's looking at me like, what just happened here? Um, and so I'm going to go to you guys to find out what your happy endings are. Okay. Um, Char, what's your happy ending? So my happy ending, there were so many today because there were so many good juicy stories. But of course, if you know me, then you already know. My happy ending is to Beyonce, Giselle, Knowles, Carter. Yes. Okay. And, and just that fun. It was just such a breath of fresh air. Her L interview, that piece was just such a breath of fresh air. And I loved her responses. And I feel like, you know, you just stand for people. And some of them you feel like you just know. And I've been in the hive since 99. So I just, it just, <laughs> I, it just warmed me. It really warmed me. And I can't wait to see what she does next. Okay. Um, Emmy, happy ending. Lizzo may have been put on blast and be getting some scrutiny for showing off her thong while dancing, but at least she got to shoot her shot at her possibly future man, and there's no such thing as bad publicity after all, right? That's what some people say. Ask R. Kelly. (laughs) Where does the struggle? Wow. Ask Jesse Smollett. I don't know if I'm going to even respond to that. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I will say that my happy ending uh, is going to go out to Cam. Cameron, our, our caller that called in a little bit earlier, it's unfortunate that you're a little bit nervous that your wife of uh, five years, I believe. Um, no, his wife of one year, but they've been together for five. Okay. What you said. Um, it's unfortunate that you are nervous, but the look at the bright side. You could be opening up a whole new Pandora's box of good things in your relationship as Shar rolls her eyes. Of great things in your relationship, and I really hope that it goes well. We hope to catch up with you a little bit later. Also, Trump supporter Dave may be wrong as hell about the impeachment inquiries, but look at the bright side. We have a Trump supporter listening to Channel Q, so I'm pretty happy about that. Shar is still rolling her eyes. Why are you still rolling your eyes at me? No reason, Jared. It's (laughs) it's your house. I'm just a visitor. Listen, listen. We are giving everyone a voice. 
Okay. Even if we think their voice is saying something wrong, it's okay. Okay. All right. So tomorrow, are you going to be here with us again? I don't. It, let's. It'll be a coin toss. It, <laughs> based on what? <laughs> I don't know. It'll be a surprise. It'll be. It'll be a surprise. Yeah. So. So we'll see you here tomorrow. Maybe so. Okay. Well, Emmy, are you going to be here tomorrow? You plan on joining us again? You act like I have a choice. <laughs> Okay, tell him, Emmy. He cutting up today, isn't he? Listen, I'm having fun. I'm running the board. It's a good time. Um, Everybody, have a great day. Be safe out there. Um, Until next time, this has been Drop the Subject, and we'll see you tomorrow. All right. On the the next, Drop the Subject. It's Tuesday, so that means Dr. Jen Mann will be joining us. She's going to be talking to us about the five things that are major red flags you need to look out for in your relationship. Plus, entertainment journalist Shara Jossel rejoins us in studio as Ali's still somewhere off in Asia. Drop the Subject, 12 to 2 Pacific. 3 to 5 Eastern on the new Channel Q.